Are you ready to accelerate the growth of your business? Welcome to the Revenue Growth Podcast. This is the place for business owners, sales leaders, and marketing professionals to get ideas and inspiration to drive exponential revenue growth. Each week, you'll get actionable insights from the world's leading marketing and sales thought leaders and practitioners. Are you ready to grow? Let's join our host, Daryl Amy, author of Revenue Growth Engine. Welcome back to the Revenue Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Daryl Amy, trailblazer and growth architect. We've got a great conversation queued up today. Today, we're going to learn how to leverage public relations to drive growth. Our guest, Mickey Kennedy, is fantastic. He brings deep experience in the area of PR, specifically press releases, and you're going to learn some things that are going to be extremely practical, and many of them are very, very cost-effective. So stick around. Hey, if you have a sales team and you want to boost results, you need to get to know Selling from the Heart. What's great about Selling from the Heart is how it takes a different approach to driving sales. The goal is to build trust quickly with clients and prospects through authenticity. The result? More effective prospecting, higher close rates, and more referrals. Best of all, the Selling from the Heart methodology works with your existing sales model. So to learn more, visit www.sellingfromtheheart.net and make sure to listen to me and my co-host Larry Levine each week on the Selling from the Heart podcast. Well, today we're going to talk about PR. Public relations strategies can be a powerful way for businesses of all sizes to grow, even ones that have not traditionally thought about PR as a viable strategy. You're about to meet Mickey Kennedy. He's an expert at helping small businesses, authors, and startups increase their visibility and credibility. While working in the public relations field, he came face-to-face -face with customers that wanted to use press releases due to their effectiveness at bringing in business, but could not afford to pay the extremely high startup fees that most agencies charged. We're realizing this. He put together an incredible service called e-releases. E-releases give small businesses access to the media and national newswires, all with a personal touch. Well, today, Mickey is going to coach us on how we can take advantage of PR strategies to increase our visibility and credibility. You're going to discover how to get regular local media coverage without spending a dime and you'll learn how to make your unique selling proposition absolutely irresistible to the media. Wow, this is going to be great. So Mickey, welcome to the Revenue Growth Podcast. It's great to have you here. Well, thanks for having me. I love this topic. And, you know, it's interesting, the concept of public relations tends to get overlooked in most small businesses. we got sales teams that are out selling. Uh, we've got marketing teams that are doing, you know, traditional marketing, and most of that is digital these days, and maybe some advertising. Why is it? Do you do you think that small businesses tend to overlook press releases and other PR motions as uh, great growth strategies? I think it's because PR has a big reputation that it doesn't work, and mm. I will say that the majority of press releases that we issue. Nothing happens to them other than the syndication of press releases on various news websites that just happens with everyone. Uh, but the average press release fails. And so a lot of people just feel like this, you know, doesn't work for me. Um, that being said, if you do a strategic press release, um, you, you, 
you can get media pickup. I have one uh, technique that always generates media pickup. On average, it's usually between six and 14 articles that are written about you. Not the press release on a different website, but an actual journalist wrote an article based off of your press release. And, wow. uh, um, you know, it takes a little bit more work and I'm being a little more strategic. And I think that a lot of people are looking for really quick, easy wins, things where they can set something up like uh, an advertising uh, platform. You know, once you've got the campaign live and, and just, you know, forget it or feed it, uh, you know, more capital. Uh, but with press releases, it takes a little bit more um, ongoing uh you know, strategic strategy, trying to figure out what people respond to, thinking outside the box, knowing your industry, what they're talking about, perhaps also what they're not talking about. And uh, it, it, it can be a little more difficult, but I also believe that it's, um, you know, being strategic is something that any entrepreneur or small business can, can do if they're just willing to put the effort towards it. And I find that it's not a physical effort, it's more of being creative and opening yourself up to stuff. Um, a lot of these things would not survive a larger business where things go through committee and a lot of people have to sign off on it because it's, uh -huh. it's not necessarily the safe press release about a personnel change or a new director of HR that's gonna generate a lot of buzz. Well, I, you know, all of this said, and, and I'm looking forward to exploring, you know, the anatomy of a strategic press release as, as opposed to one that flops. But, you know, my opinion has been um, as an entrepreneur and small business owner and with, with the businesses uh, that I've worked with over the last 18 years, I love press releases because I think that they're, you know, even, even, if, even if it's a flop, so to say, it doesn't get picked up. Uh, you're able to demonstrate that your your business uh, is out there on multiple newswires platforms. I think it adds an air of credibility to what you do. It certainly makes you look bigger, maybe than um, than than you might be. It, it 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 it's like a big boy tactic, if you will, for your company. And and so to me, I want to talk about a strategic press release. But I would say, and I'm curious what you think that. Even a even a average press release is is worth something because of the credibility that it brings and the way it positions you and your company. What do you think? I agree. Um, so if you have a press release, you issued it on the wire. The mm -hmm. media didn't love it or respond to it, but you know you share it with your leads, uh, you mm -hmm. share it with your customer base. Um, it's going to uh, position you as someone who is thoughtful about your messaging and what you're announcing. And I think that a lot of people who are on the fence, these leads in the pipeline, are much more likely to you know be tipped in the scales of placing an order with you or working with you uh, based on seeing that you're serious about your reputation and your your messaging. And so 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 few people are go through the trouble of sending out right. releases. And I, I had one client come to me and say, do you know anything about company X, Y, and Z? And I'm like, I really don't. And then I, I explored their website and I said, well, they have a newsroom and they've written press releases for four years. So it's not a fly-by-night website that's just looking to get your, uh, your credit card information. That takes a huge amount of effort and commitment to you know, having a, a newsroom and, and constantly feeding it a steady diet of press releases. Well, I think that is exactly the, the, the mindset here is we're just having this discussion 
uh, yesterday in, in one of my organizations about a new provider and and who we might select. And it came up in the meeting where, where some of these companies, you know, we didn't know, are they going to be around? Are, are we going to, you know, are, is it a fly-by-night company or a real, a real substantial going forward company? And even if you're a startup or a small company, to have a newsroom, uh, to have an area of your website where you share news and you're now active on press releases, to me, signals to your buyers that this company is moving forward, we're taking action. Um, so I'm just thinking about sitting there in that meeting yesterday where everyone was questioning um, certain provider about, well, are they even going to be around? Um, if they could have signaled, yeah, here's our press releases, here's what's going on, we're hiring people, we're developing new things, we're moving to new markets. All of a sudden that trust goes up and it, it's 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 just a matter of taking the time um, to to write a press release and then now as we're going to talk about today actually doing doing it strategically uh, kicks it up to the next level. So what I'm curious, uh, Mickey. By the way, um, there is, as I understand, a master class available to mini course to help you understand uh, the fundamentals of this, and we're going to share it at the end, but. Uh, hey, we got the listeners here tuned in. Why don't we just go ahead and share this this class right now, and then we'll dive into some of the the fundamentals of a strategic press release. How can how can folks access um, some information on how to get started? I, I'm putting this up front sure. because whether you're a sales leader or a marketing leader or a company owner, I want you to take action on this topic today. So, Mickey, I'm going to put the CTA right at the front of this podcast. How can folks learn more? Sure. So just visit ereleases.com forward slash plan, P-L-A-N. It's a completely free video masterclass. It's less than an hour. There's a lot of uh, additional collateral there as well uh, that's included. But basically, I think anybody who's considering PR, if they watch this video, they should come away with very strategic ideas for a press release campaign of various press releases that should work. And, uh, you know, one of the ideas uh, always works. I've, I've yet to have it fail. And uh, by work, I mean generate original articles about your company or your announcement based off that press release. Really, really cool. So ereleases.com slash plan. So let's dive in. What are, What's the anatomy of a average, eh, boring press release versus a strategic press release that's actually going to generate subtraction for your company? Right. So they, they all look very similar. They're written in the third person. You know, it's... Uh, uh, you know, they're, they're not elevated or very creative in the writing and stuff like that. But the real difference, I think well, that's is good news to a lot of us, by the way, right? It, yes. So you don't have to, I think that's the first point. I just want to put a highlighter on that. You don't have to be Bill Shakespeare or uh, Mr. Ogilvy to craft a, a press release that uh, it's not, you know, it's not as complicated as you think. And I think that's very encouraging to everybody. Right. Um, with a strategic press release, it's what you're announcing that really makes the real difference and the approach that you take. Uh, so many people write from the perspective of we have a new product coming out in the you know second quarter. So therefore, we want the press release to be about that product. And they're not really taking it from the perspective of you're sending this to a journalist who is acting as a gatekeeper. Him being a curator for his audience 
what is appealing in this announcement that would make it irresistible that he would want to share it with that audience. And if you can sort of reverse engineer what you're going to announce with that in mind, uh, I think that you'll see a lot more wins than misses when you do press releases. I absolutely love this mindset. And of course, in Revenue Growth Engine, I'm a firm believer that buyers don't buy products. They buy the outcomes those products and services create. They, they buy the problems solved. They buy the goals achieved. Uh, Bob Mesta and Clay Christensen would say, we don't buy products. We hire them for a job to be done. And yet, and so what I love about this mindset about press releases, Mickey, is it forces us into thinking about the audience, which we should be doing as sales and marketing professionals all the time. Nobody wants to read about you know, your new product announcement. They want to read about something that's relevant to them. And to get if you can get something through an editor, you're probably, I'm guessing, on track with a message that actually might get through uh, from a sales and marketing standpoint overall. Am I right? Yes. Um, very interesting case studies works very well. I mean, we, we journalists love stories. Mm -hmm. And so if you can talk about your product or service in uh, the, the mold of a story based off of a customer or someone who's used it, beta tested it or, or, or worked with it. Um, that's something that a lot of journalists use. Uh, a lot of small businesses that uh, have used us that share their stories have gotten picked up by Inc. magazines, Mara, you know, uh, Fast Company, places like that, because they love the the startup environment and that culture where it, it is one customer, and that often that one customer matters considerably. And so, you know, uh, feel free to even include warts and obstacles along the way, challenges that you had. Uh, so many people want to appear bigger than they are, but realize that the journalists like to profile the small unknown startups mm -hmm. more because they don't have the funds to advertise. No, none of no journalist likes promoting Microsoft or Google or companies like that. They, they love to have uh, find wins and interesting stories about the smaller companies, the small discoveries that no one knows about. I think there's a, a nuance here that's really, really important. I'm reading Charlie Green's book, Trust-Based Selling. And um, Charlie, I want to have you on the Revenue Growth Podcast soon to talk about this. But in Trust-Based Selling, it, it's a fantastic playbook on, on how to generate trust. And one of the things that that he says is, and I'm, I'm going to paraphrase uh, Charlie Green, but basically uh, trust is built when we reveal some of our flaws. And so a lot of times, you know, in marketing and sales, we want to say we're the greatest this, we're the greatest that and all of that. But as I'm hearing you say, you know, when it comes to interest, like telling the story of bringing a product to market and maybe bringing up some of the pain along the way or the miss, you know, we did this and it flopped or uh, the struggles along the way. That's the kind of thing that's the hook that draws people in. And simultaneously also begins to build trust um, in the brand and, and in the person or people in the press release. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It's all about owning your story. Uh, you know, authenticity matters. And you, you, you have and own the mistakes that you've made, the obstacles you've overcome. It differentiates you from anybody else that's out there. And, you know, that is, is, is powerful and it's powerful messaging. And so many people want to appear bigger than they are. They want to appear polished. They don't want to talk about 
anything that would make them seem lesser than. And as a result, a lot of the best stories that they have and the best chances for PR often are left uh, unconsidered because they, they, they don't think about that and they don't think about it from the perspective of a journalist who's wanting to, to you know, showcase a, a small discovery. Uh, and despite all their challenges, they're at this point and this is what they're doing. Well, I, there's another good point here, too. And, and I'm curious what you think about this. You know, there's one mindset of a press release that's like the salesperson bringing in this 60 slide uh, PowerPoint presentation to data dump on a prospect where with the, pro with the press release, you're trying to like cram in everything about the company and the pro, and, you know, all of that. And it's just like how much stuff can you cram in here versus uh, focusing on one story? Um, you know, it's like, this isn't the only press release you're ever going to write. Can we just tell one story, please? And, you know, it's, it's like the, the ad or the billboard you drive by on the way to work. That's got, you know, 12 point font and they're trying to, you, no one's going to read that. Can we just focus on one thing? And it seems to me that a press release is going to be much more effective if rather than trying to throw the kitchen sink at the reader, there's actually something that is one thing and the story's built around that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm curious, so maybe let's get, let's get real world here. Like what are some examples of some great press releases you've seen recently? Like what, what did they look like? What, what, what was the story about? What, what kind of real world examples? Cause I want to put some, uh, so, some, some, some real world, uh, flavor on this in terms of people sitting going, okay, what, if I'm not going to announce that we hired a new employee or I'm not going to announce that we launched a new product, like what do we do a press release about? Sure. So, uh, I always recommend the one, uh, press release that always generates media coverage is, uh, to do a survey or study within your industry. And, mm. uh, I've helped a lot of clients do these over the years. Um, I had a local auto repair shop in Pennsylvania that came to me. They had been referred by their SEO guy and their old website was owned by the Yellow Pages. And I don't know what happened, but it went dark. So they got a new domain name and they were looking for auto industry trade links. And they, the SEO guy said, talk to Mickey. And I said, having done an audit with you, there's nothing newsworthy, but if you did a right. survey, if you did a survey or study uh, to the auto industry, I think that that could result in a lot of media pickup. And so hmm. it's it you you just have a link, you use SurveyMonkey or Google Forms to create a survey. You get a link and you just share it. In their case, they didn't know who to share it with. So I recommended that they partner with a small trade association and they immediately knew a couple that they were aligned with and they got like 800 other auto repair shops in the US to participate in this. And I always say when you're doing a survey, I like SurveyMonkey because you can do pages. And mm -hmm. so that if even if someone only completes two thirds of it, you still have the data because it's been recorded before right. they got to the final page. Mm -hmm. And on the final page, I always say that's the space where you can really let your hair down and throw some left field questions in there. And yeah. surprisingly, th those often do well, not always, but they really can do well. And in their case, it was those questions that really generated a lot of buzz. And it was an open-ended question 
question that said, what's the strangest thing a customer left in their car while being repaired? And it was uh, <laughs> a space for a couple of sentences. Yeah, we, brilliant. None of it was statistically relevant because almost everyone was a unique anecdote, but right. the media loved it. They published, you know, we, we published like 60 uh, uh, of these uh, in, in our results, we didn't include all of them in the um, press release, but the media picked and chose, you know, the top 10, top 25 that they thought were interesting. And it did really well. I think they got like almost 20 auto trade publications, over 30 newspapers wrote articles about it and their local newspaper wrote about it as well. So it did very well. They said within three months, they were ranking number one with this new website, wow. which, was, which was their goal. But even more importantly, they got all this credibility of these big auto trade publications, you know, writing an article and mentioning them because they were the author of this survey. And yeah. so they felt, uh, they felt very much in the beginning, this imposter syndrome that we're not important enough to do a survey, you know, why, why us? But I'm like, why not? Anyone can do it. Anybody can claim that, yeah, you know, there's no ownership of your industry. And if you're the person that's out there collecting the data and putting it together as the author, you are, have a bona fide, uh, uh, I guess, credibility and understanding that within the industry, you are that expert. You, of this survey, you are the expert. You drafted the questions, you got the responses, and then you synthesized it and chose what to put in the press release to showcase and what to, to exclude. Wow, you've already sparked two great ideas for me. I'm so thankful, Mickey, and I hope our listeners uh, are getting ideas as well. And by the way, uh, if you haven't gone there yet, eSpeakers.com slash plan, get a masterclass on all of this. Uh, thank you. I really appreciate that. Uh, Mickey, what's another great example of, of, a, of a press release that you go, wow, that, was, that went really, really well for this company? Sure. So um, we had a um, early in the pandemic, uh, a PR professional that I know uh, said that they were doing the dining bond initiative. It was something that they based off of sort of war bonds, and it was geared to help basically people nominate their local favorite restaurant, which at the time most restaurants were closed. And yeah. it was a way in which you could uh, put up dollars uh, for them. And if they accepted it, the, the money would go directly to them and it would be secured through like a gift certificate type experience. Mm -hmm. um, generated over $10 million in revenue based off of one press release. Wow. Over 150 articles, including uh, Washington Post, New York Times, uh, Wall Street Journal, almost every major publication, every food trade publication picked it up and probably a, another 100 newspapers, small newspapers. Wow. It was something that at a time there was so much negative news here was something positive that you could do to help that pizza place that you love down the street mm -hmm. that's currently closed. And so it did extremely well. And I think for them, it, it's partly timing, but it's also about having something that's positive and not necessarily profit driven. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of companies that do things that aren't profit driven and they just say, this is our charitable arm, but they never think about is that an opportunity that we could showcase that and explore uh, the media with it? Often, if it's just a donation, it doesn't do very well. But if you are doing something unique, this just shows that the media is willing to promote you and, and market you and get you out there if the, if, if, if the messaging works. And in this case, it did. It, it, it was something that was very short-lived uh, project, but yeah. it, it, it was very successful. 
Well, that example is interesting um, in terms of it was connected to a local or a, a current news trend, right? Obviously, at that time, the beginning of the pandemic uh, was a very, very newsworthy topic. And, you know, it seems to me that uh, if I want to write an effective press release, if there's a way for me to somehow have some type of uh, tie in to a trend that people are concerned about, you know, the great resignation, for example, um, or uh, wherever, uh, whatever, whatever the trend is when you're listening to this episode, it's always shifting. It seems to me that news people are probably a little more tuned to current trends. They are. And I find that a lot of people try to jump on current trends. Um, so if everybody is talking about the great resignation, mm -hmm. what could you lend to the conversation that no one else has? Or, you know, is there a niche that you talk about? Maybe you cover more of your, you know, your, your business serves, say, uh, musicians or artists. Is mm -hmm. there uh, something that you could say that's, you know, about that audience and therefore the media is much more likely to pick you out of the crowd because here's a different perspective. Another thing that would work well is uh, taking a contrarian viewpoint on a topic. Uh, oh, yeah. If everybody is talking about something uh, and, you know, it's hard to enter that conversation and be yet another voice of many. But if you're mm. the person that's willing to say something that maybe is pointing out the negative or con side of, of, of this, then you have the opportunity to be in every article that mentions it because journalists by their nature want to be impartial and show both perspectives. But many times mm. it's only one perspective that's in the news because there's nobody putting their head out there and saying, this is not, you know, a, a good approach. You do want to be intelligent and rational, but you know, uh, the, everybody's like pro environment and electric cars seem to be the future, but you right. could be that rational person that says, well, not so fast. We haven't really solved how we're going to, properly dispose of these batteries at the end of their life. And they're using minerals and mining and techniques that aren't good for the environment right now. Hmm. So maybe we should put it on the back burner until technology catches up and we can do this with less environmental costs and things like that. So that's a way to appear very rational. And the mm -hmm. journalist would say, hey, if I'm going to cover the environmental thing, maybe I should put the perspective that there, you know, there are some negatives and some cons on this argument. Yeah, and referencing our survey of 850 car repair shops, dot, dot, right. dot. So exactly. it's all worked together. It's really, really good. Hey, in the few minutes we have remaining, there are a lot of uh, folks listening in that have businesses that, that service a local area, maybe a city or a metro area. What, what, are, uh, what are some ways that they can get some local press without dumping thousands of dollars <laughs> on advertising? Local media is the easiest um, success that you can get without using a paid service. If uh, you are looking to do local pickup, just do it yourself. Think about it this way. In your local market, there's probably less than 10, perhaps as few as four journalists who would write about you. Uh, do your homework at the local newspaper, who would that be? If you're lucky enough to have a business newspaper or business magazine, who mm -hmm. there tends to write about your industry or companies like you? And you know, then look for other ancillary places. It might be a regional paper. It might be a weekly paper. It could also be uh, you know, a magazine or, or something along those lines. Mm -hmm. And also there's TV and radio. Are there segments that occasionally spotlight businesses? If so, 
find out who the producers are of that segment or the bookers for those segments and reach out to them. So once you've built your Rolodex of six to 12 people, uh, you just email them on a regular basis as you have newsworthy opportunities. The great thing is you don't need a press release. All you need is a good pitch, which is, you know, a couple sentences of saying, hey, I'm doing this. I think it's really relevant right now. And I'd love for you to, to talk to me. Or I've seen this trending right now in the media. And I, as a local business, can talk specifically about that and give you a great example of how to, you know, bring this uh, issue up to our community. And so uh, those opportunities are easy. And over time, doing this four to six times a year, you will be on their Rolodex so that when they do need to plug a company like yours into a story, they'll think of you and often reach out to you and put you in stories that you didn't even pitch. Brilliant. Really good stuff. Mickey, thank you so much for sharing time with us today. I am really looking forward to sinking my teeth into this course. It's at eSpeakers. E e, I'm e sorry, e-releases. I'm at, on e-speakers if you need to book a speaker. Uh, if you need a press release, go to e-releases.com uh, slash plan. Mickey, we appreciate you sharing time with us today. This was excellent. Thank you. Awesome. And thank you to everybody listening in. This is a time right now here as we're recording this at the beginning of 2022. There's a lot of distractions out there. There's a lot of things going on. But what I love about the revenue growth podcast audience is you're focused. You're focused on developing yourself. You're focused on learning and bringing the latest strategies and tactics to your, your organization to drive revenue growth. And what we've learned today, whether you own a company, you're in sales, you're in marketing, I want to encourage you strongly to take what we've learned today, grab that course, and learn how to apply press releases and public relations strategies to help you drive revenue growth. You'll build your credibility. You can build your audience. You can build your SEO. There's so many different positive outcomes here that, uh, that are fantastic. And most of all, they're actually very affordable. They just take some creativity and a very small budget. And uh, I think uh, we've, we've learned something today here that all of us can put into action. That's our goal right here at the Revenue Growth Podcast. My goal is to bring you actionable ideas you can put to work to grow your revenue. Do me a favor, if you would, subscribe. And would you share this episode and make sure to leave a review. This helps us spread the word about the Revenue Growth Podcast. And who knows, we might even send you a survey soon and uh, we'll put together an article based on that. Uh, so many great ideas today from Mickey. Thank you to everybody for listening in. Thank you for sharing it. And until next week, let's get going and let's get would you like to get complimentary access to the Revenue Growth Engine audiobook? Just text the word revenue to 21,000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com slash book. You'll get instant access to the audiobook so you can get ideas to help you grow your revenue so you can scale your impact. Text the word revenue to 21,000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com slash book to get instant access. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you found ideas to help you drive exponential revenue growth so your business can make more of an impact. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, make sure to like or subscribe. It also helps us spread the word if you'd be kind enough to leave a review. Of course, we'd love it if you would share this with your friends. 
Together, we are growing revenue so we can scale our impact.